You are now listening to the Minority Trailblazer Podcast. Let the story begin. One time for the lovers, two times for the ladies, three times for the brothers, four times for the babies. Do you love her? 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 One time for the lovers, two times for the ladies, three times for the brothers, four times for the babies. Do you love her? 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 Brown skin, love a brown skin, love a brown. Brown skin, love a brown skin, love a brown. She my brown skin, love a brown skin, love a brown. She my brown skin, love a brown skin. Hold me down. Yo, it's Thursday. You listening to the Minority Show as a podcast with your host Greg Eld. Culture change agent, you already know on this show we interview young successful minorities in a variety of fields to educate, empower, and inspire our future and current generation of leaders. I'm pumped up, I'm excited, you know this is going to be a classic, I'm calling it right now a classic, classic episode. And I told y'all last week we're going to do a Facebook Live with Marcus Bass, we're actually going to table that to a live event in North Carolina for season four, so we're not doing the Facebook Live, and plus I'm working on building out minoritytrailblazer.com and building out our Facebook platform so we can have a space where everybody that listens to this podcast can share questions, can share ideas, can share thoughts and what they would like to see. So if there's anything you would like to see on our podcast, send me an email at greg at greginho.com. Is there any event? Side note, I'm looking for people in Houston, Chicago, Atlanta, New York, and L.A., to connect with because I'm coming to your cities this summer for a live podcast and slash like mixer networking type of event, which is going to be phenomenal. So if you're in those spaces, let's connect. My email is greg at gregehill.com. Make sure you connect. Also, for those of you in season four, I'm going to be incorporating a lot more question and answer. And sometimes my brain is kind of wrapped around like how I'm going to implement this process correctly. So I'm, I'm always on board for your ideas, your services, your platform. So make sure you reach out to me via email and I would love to connect. And I got some powerful people that's coming on the show in season four in the healthcare space, in the medicine space, in the public speaking space, because I've been reading your emails about how do I how do I get into a public speaking industry? How do I get uh, my health right? How do I get this? How to get that I am going to provide a lot of stuff so season four is going to be phenomenal but today's episode is phenomenal as well and I just want to say one quick thing last week I had the phenomenal opportunity to talk at a conference a conference and the conference was the future healthcare leaders conference so I had some of the top high school students in the world or in North Carolina for that matter that come there these are the future doctors and future nurses and future uh, therapists of the world and to kind of share a message in The theme that I got out of that and theme of this podcast is brick by brick. I started this podcast a year and a half ago with an idea. I say, I just want to share positive conversation with people and see where it goes. It took me a whole year to put out my first episode. Mind you, I already had 14 episodes done. It took me a whole year to get the confidence to even put it out because in my head, I was like, am I enough? Like nobody knows me outside of my friends and the people that they know me from school. So who's going to listen to my podcast? 
And when they do listen, are they going to think it's good? Do they think I ramble too much? I mean, I don't know. And I had so much fear wrapped around me. And plus, my life was falling apart at that time. I had horrible credit. I didn't have a license. A lot of things that I was I was itching for that I, I thought I should achieve by then, I, I wasn't... My, Everything was a mess around me, so I didn't want to start anything. So I, I sat on it for a year, and I almost never released it. And I wouldn't be talking to you this day if I didn't push forward and document it and own where I was at and move forward. And I don't know who that resonates with, but I'm just challenging everybody here that's a creative, that's documenting the journey, that's pushing towards, leave breadcrumbs about what you're doing. Document your journey because somebody's looking up to you. Somebody wants to know how you got to where you go. And hopefully you got big vision and big dreams. So I don't want you to get all the way up there, especially if you you black, brown, Latino, whatever, and listening to this podcast and your vision, your goal is you're going to be phenomenally successful from your perspective and societies. It is a disservice if you do not document your journey right now because there's somebody younger that's going to be looking up to you one day and I want them to be able to see your steps and what you did. You're good, you're bad, you're ugly so they can avoid it and the good, they can duplicate it so they can be more success stories than just a few. So do not be selfish with your gifts. Do not be selfish with your talents. Do not be selfish with your flaws. Do not because somebody needs you They need to see, okay, I should have worked better on this contract. I should have maintained more clear intentions with my relationships. I should have did this. Somebody needs you, so do not be selfish. Document the process. Share your journey as you're going through. Do not wait till you get to the mountaintop to share. Because that's when you're unrelatable about it. And that's when people can't even fathom that you start off like that. So people that get on me sometimes, like, yo, a lot, 99% of people that listen to my, my podcast and look at my YouTube channel, Greg Hill TV, they're like, yo, they're very encouraging. But it's also that 1% like, yo, G Hill, you need a green screen. You need this. You need to add this anchor. You need this. And I get that. I respect that. But, yo, I'm documenting where I am now. So I don't want somebody that next month to be like, yo, G, I want to do this. And then they look and they, they act like they can't get to where I am. Like, no, I want them to see the granny videos. I want to see them to see my hard cuts on my YouTube where I'm just, boom, when I'm doing it myself. Cause I, so I can tell them not just work hard. Like, yo, when you first start out, you're going to have to do a lot of stuff by yourself. But if you keep executing, executing, people will come out the woodworks to help you. Like they have with the Minority Troublism Conference. Had to put a plug in there. Remember, March 2018, go to com, sign up for more information. But I put it in the atmosphere, and people have been coming with their resumes and wanted to bring that conference to life. I'm talking about three or four legit people with master's degrees saying, yo, I want to help. They ask for no money. They say, I want to be a part of it because I know this is going to be groundbreaking. So I challenge you, put first, put what you need help out in the atmosphere. But second, showcase your journey. You are worth it. You are worth it. I was listening to J. Cole's song on Logic's album. Logic's album is everybody. And on the last song, his song is 12 minutes. Nine minutes in, J. Cole spits a verse. And I ain't gonna lie, this Sunday, I was brought to tears on this verse. And I can't remember the exact words. Matter of fact, I'm about to Google J. Cole's last verse on the song because uh, it's so powerful. And I want y'all to meditate on it. And I want y'all to hear it. Matter of fact, there's two verses on that track that stood out to me. And the first verse was, my advice, bump the black and white stuff, be who you are, and identify as a star. Because no one tells you that it's something you just know. And for what I got, that is everybody is a star. 
This is your life. This is your movie. You're not going to die with all your friends. You're not going to die with all your people around you. You're going to die, not alone in a, in a metaphysical sense, but you're going to die by yourself. You're the star of this show. You're the director. You're the producer. You're the lead character. You are a star. You are a star. You deserve your dreams. You deserve that life. It's up to you to go get it. And act like a star. Prepare for your script. And when it's your time to shine, put on a show. Put on a show that you would pay to see. And then the second line puts more context to that. And he says, the truth is that you could go further than the stars in the sky. But if you want to, then you ought to know why. Are you running from something with hopes of becoming someone that's finally worthy of love? Let me tell you, you're worthy enough. The reason why I was crying going into church is because sometimes I know I'm encountering a lot of success now with the podcast and the speaking stuff is really starting. Like the seeds that I planted years ago are starting to manifest. However, there is some times where I kind of come to tears like, man, am I worthy of this? Like I know who I am. I'm very aware of my, my failures. I'm very aware of my flaws. I really know. I'm very aware of the areas that come short. And then even sometimes dealing with my relationships, I'm like, yo, like stuff is not working out. I'm trying to be a better guy. I'm, 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 I'm working through these things. Like, am I worthy of love? Like, what's, am I worthy enough? Like, there's certain platform, you put me on the stage, I'm going to kill it. You put me on the mic, I'm going to kill it. I'm real. But in certain parts of my life, I'm I'm just not measuring up, and I and I and I and I find myself at some nights like thinking like, "Yo, you're not worthy, man. You who are who you think you are." But that verse just affirmed, man. Like to everybody that's listening, I don't care about how much money you make. I don't care about how many followers you have. I don't care about none of that stuff. Whatever it takes, remind yourself you are worthy enough, and identify as a star, man. So if you don't get nothing else from this podcast, nothing else from what I'm trying to do with this movement. Remember, 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 you are worthy of the success, of the life, of the love, of the passion, of the energy that you want to see. That's the stuff that builds inside of you are worthy of it. You deserve it and you are the star of this show. Remember that. I know I have people on the show that identify as minority trailblazers, that identify as culture change agents, but you, the listener right now, the person that left the review, the person that tuned in this podcast, you are a star. You are a culture change agent. Just the other day, I text somebody like, yo, I'm coming to LA this summer, man, um, just to kind of build and do a little business. They said, we need you in LA. I I said, bro, why you need me? He said, because man, the youth out here... The stuff they're going through, man, we need you out here. You can make a difference. I said, that's why you in L.A. Like, what you mean, bro? Because people look at my life. They see a homeless shelter. They see eating out of trash can. They see in debt, no license for four or five years. They see all that stuff, and now they see success. They say, oh, you need to motivate these kids. No, you need to motivate these kids. You need to be in them classrooms, dog. Because what this guy, he raised majority of his brothers in his childhood. He had to deal with a mother that was on drugs. He had to deal with no father in his life. He had to deal with taking care of his grandfather and his grandmother. He had to deal with that. He had to deal when he didn't have no money for grad school, finding a way and figuring it out. He had to deal with working for one of the top professional companies in the world in Connecticut for all these years. He had to deal with that. And he said, yo, G Hill, you need to motivate. No, you the culture change agent. So I'm tired of people coming at me. I mean, I love the I love the people that say, yo, I love what you're doing, whatever. No, I want you to love what I'm doing as much as you love what you're doing. 
as much as you like you love the life that you're living. So stop scrolling and start making moves to be scrolled upon. Like y'all looking at people's lives and it's like that consuming your day, that's consuming your life. No, 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 no. You are the star. You are the culture change agent. And let's get to it. All right? Woo! I'm hype. I'm hype. I'm hype. But let me get off that pulpit and let's jump into the show. You already know we're nearing the end of season three. And I got a brother online that's doing some phenomenal work in the pseudo educational space, the publishing space, and really is working on some groundbreaking things that within the next year, in the next five years, is really going to change the whole game. Not more so just for people our age, the people that's tuning in for the 26 and 30. I'm talking about for our children. And I'm <laughs> excited, encouraged, and empowered to put him on the show. And it's just kind of like it, it showcases the power of relationships because he wasn't on my radar, but a friend of mine that I worked with in my past role when I used to be a financial analyst, she hit me up in the email one day. was like, yo, Greg, I know you're doing some phenomenal things. I see you working, but I have a friend that has some things that he's working on that he's put in the atmosphere that have been blowing up on Amazon, blowing up online and changing lives. And y'all need to connect. I don't know what y'all going to do, but y'all need to connect. And I looked at his website and I was blown away because honestly, a lot of sometimes people connect with people and not to say that there's, uh, yeah, not to put people out there, but I'm like, yo, I mean, what, what I'm going to do with that right now? Like, he's not ready. Somebody reached out the other day. This, he, this dude just got his first internship and he said he wanted to be on a podcast. I said, bruh. Like, what, what, what you go talk to me? No, no offense for that. Like, but shoot your shot. But come on, man. So I was just, I was just empowered by his message, empowered by the team of individuals he has curating the content that's going around. And man, 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 I'm excited to bring him on the show. So enough of me talking. I know every week y'all tune in, y'all hear an hour to two hour of me talking anyways. So let me read his bio and let our, let's get our guest some shout out of the show. He is a resident of Arlington, Texas, and holds a bachelor's degree in criminal justice from Pensacola Christian College. It was in Pensacola where he first discovered his passion in life coaching troubled youth. While volunteering with Florida Department of Juvenile Justice, he took initiative to make tutoring a court-ordered sanction and found success with juvenile court judges and probation officers alike. He went on to establish Human Resources, Inc., 501c3 organization with a mission to assist formerly incarcerated with job placement a couple years later. Shortly after that project, Liberia Smile was formed, which gave college-age students an opportunity to attend universities in Liberia, West Africa. As a result, nine scholarships were granted over the course of two years. Other than his passion projects, he has seven years of full-time employment in the juvenile justice system and is currently employed by American Airlines. Furthermore, he is a proud father of two beautiful children named Serenity and Noah. He is intrigued by the resilience and tenacity of African-American leaders who stand for truth, justice, and overcoming any obstacle placed in their way. Thus, he decided to create Melon Origins LLC to share messages of lesser-known African-American pioneers to the children of the world and empower them to aspire for excellence and chase their dreams regardless of any complications they may face. So without further ado... I would like to introduce my brother, my dog, Luis McCain, to the Minority Trouble is a podcast. Welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, brother? How's it going? How's it going? How are you? I'm doing well, man. It's crazy that reading your bio and talking to you before the podcast, I didn't even know you had all these nonprofits and stuff you were working, doing with <laughs> Liberia, you work with underserved youths. Like, that's crazy because we just talked in our, our pre pre-conference about melanin origins and the great work you're doing there but man you have a lot going on so 
before we get into your backstory, before we talk about Melanin Origins, before we talk about the new and exciting things that you and your team is working on, share with our audience a quote that you live by and how you apply that quote to your everyday life. Okay, okay, okay. All right. This quote is actually one of my own quotes. I like uh, actually, it. I like it. Is, get your own quote. Don't give nobody else no time. Get your own quote. This is this this is my own. And uh as an as an author, whenever I sign a book for a child, um, I put this in there. I say, You were born with the innate ability to impact change in this world. Build your dreams brick by brick. That's my quote. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So tell us a story about how you apply that quote to what you're doing for the world now. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. My life. Actually, I actually can't wait for the day that I would actually pen my autobiography uh, because it's going to be similar to what they say about President uh, President Lincoln. Ooh, um, that's ooh, that's so, ooh. <laughs> It's it's gonna be similar, you know. He he, he took sixteen shots at a public office, and uh, you know, then he was finally successful with the the last one, right? But um, so so brick by brick, if we can just take one step at a time towards our goals, right? We already have everything, right? That we were we were born with it. We we have everything that we need to be successful. We have everything around us that we can leverage and capitalize on, right? So if we can just utilize that, know that, have the confidence, and move forward, then we can achieve our dreams and we can find happiness, joy, and be successful. Um, just 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 in creating this company, just in creating this this company itself, right? There's 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 been many complications that come my way. There's been ma- many. Uh, naysayers there's been many uh, uh uh people who who listen to what i had to say and then they say well that's out there or did someone is doing something similar but whenever i put my content in front of the children they jump for joy they love it whenever the parents see what we have it's it's widely accepted and so i just keep on inching forward and moving forward i mean i know we're going to get more in into this in uh, a little bit, but from writing books to creating curriculum to to uh, to uh, even creating <coughs> a cartoon, mm-hmm. right? This is coming from a criminal justice major who graduated from an unaccredited college, mm-hmm. right? Wow. So so the world is yours, and this is what I try to let children know that you were already born with everything that you need. So. There's no excuse making. There's no being down on yourself. It's do what you got to do and take one step at a time. Man, I love that. And matter of fact, this is what we're going to do. Usually when I talk in the beginning, I go when people, they share their quotes and we go back to the origin story and then talk about their business. But I want to stay right here and I want to talk about what you're currently working on now, build through that. And then we're going to circle around and fill in your backstory because I feel I feel the energy right now towards the projects and what you're working on right now. So I want you to tell our audience, tell our viewers, and mind you, for our viewers out there, the theme and the essence of this show outside of our guest and what he's providing. And I'm thinking, what am I thinking? What am I thinking? This is the first time because I really want to start theming our show. So when you're listening, you're not only listening for the guest's background and getting motivated by them. You're not you're not just listening to the business that our guests have and getting motivated by that and getting advice on that. 
I want there to be a theme. So when you you listen to so when, so you know, okay, this is my episode. I definitely I gotta open my ears a little bit higher because I talked a couple weeks ago at a camp or no 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 a health a future a future healthcare leader camp um, conference what have you. And I told them my biggest point is when you go into sessions, when you go into classrooms, when you go into uh, something, a situation where you can get increased knowledge, where you can get increased information that could change your life or help you in your journey. You need to go in with the spirit of expecting to get great information. You need to go in with the spirit of expecting that, yo, this could really change my life or this could add value to me so that I can value to someone else. So I want to make sure when you're entering this podcast, when you're listening right now, I don't care where you're in your car, wherever you at, that right now you're, you're, you have the expectation to get at least one nugget from Louis and his journey, his story, his company that you can apply today, today to build brick by brick, whatever you're doing. So let's, 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 let's the, ah, that's where we at brick by brick. Brick by brick, the story, the story, the story. All right, so Louis, take us away. What is Melanin Origins and how did it come about? Let's start there. Okay, great, great, great. So Melanin Origins, and you can find us at melaninorigins.com. Melanin Origins is a children's book company. We write children's books about African-American pioneers and other historical pioneers throughout the world. Okay, so how did it come, come about? Well, first off, let, let me tell you something that's that's unique to us. All right. Um, if you are interested in black history, of course. Right. Um, and black history for children. I encourage you to go inside a bookstore and try to find a book on black history. When you do this, um, find it for children. When you do this, you're going to see a few common threads. You're going to see struggle. You're going to see slavery. You're going to see Someone who looks like a slave on the cover, someone who looks sad in the face on on the the mm. cover. When you open it up, the book uh, most likely uh, 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 over fifty percent are not even written by African American individuals, Ooh. and then it talks about them being a slave and so on and so forth. So so whenever children re- start receiving information about their leaders, when they start receiving information about their ancestry and about the past regarding black people, the first thing that enters into their psyche, according to what's out there, is that they are inferior. Mm. All right. Okay. So we found a void. Look at look look at the uh look at the uh the twenty dollar bill that they're I don't know if they're gonna put Harriet Tubman on there or not, but look at the picture that they were going to put on there, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then think about the other pictures that, that that you see, like of Sojourner Truth or of Frederick Douglass. You know, is it like an, an older individual, not really smiling or having a good time. Now, granted, back then a lot of great things. Yeah, just it weren't like you on the slave them. yard, just checking, right? checking and jiving. But I know there was moments of lightness, moments of hope. And like you said, when you see, I have never in my life seen a picture of Harriet Tubman smiling or Frederick have. Douglass. See. See, so, so, so we seen that for children, uh, second grade and below, first off, they're not even getting the stories about their leaders. And then whenever they do get it in third grade, this is what they're getting. So we decided to take our leaders, transform into the children, just like Dora and Diego, right? Those cartoons that are on TV, transform them into children and tell stories of the great things that they did, show them having fun. Show diversity, show inclusion, not talk about 
the gory details of what they went through, right? Because a child who's three, four years old doesn't need to hear that. They just need to know that they can do great things. We talk about the accomplishments of our leaders. We teach historical facts, we teach soft skills, and we're even moving into STEM because that's what they did, right? Benjamin Banneker, that's what he did. Uh, Ida B. Wells, we teach penmanship, journalism, truth-telling, right? And of course, the historical historical aspects of, of, of her life. And so, and so that's what Melanin Origins is. Um, it, it wasn't until about, uh, let's see, right now I'm, I'm 31. So it wasn't until I was 24 years old till I learned who Marcus Garvey was. And I learned who Marcus Garvey was through a dead press song that one of my friends put me on to. <laughs> uh, Malcolm Garvey Huey. Malcolm Garvey Huey. Yeah. So <laughs> I asked him, I said, man, who is, okay, I know Malcolm. Who is Garvey? I didn't know who Huey P. Newton was. 25 years old, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's when I I, I began to learn and then to to learn more. And then um, recently, um, uh, I don't follow these guys as much now, but they did uh, do me a good service a couple years ago. Uh, We have Dr. Boyce Watkins and Dr. Umar Johnson. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dr. Boyce talks more about um, black wealth, owning your own, starting your own business. Uh, the the power in that and Dr. Umar Johnson he talks more about um you know just knowing more about your past um and knowing about your leaders and as he was speaking one day that uh he, that that's when I learned that Booker T Washington had actually got with his students at the Tuskegee Institute created the bricks themselves and built the Tuskegee Institute themselves and that that wow. made look even more into Booker T. Washington, right? So they and built started, it literally, the institutions by themselves. They literally, he, he was called from the Northeast to Alabama, and they were in a place that just wasn't sufficient. And so he, he was the leader of that institute. So he got his students, and they, yes, made the bricks and then built the Tuskegee Institute that's standing there today. Yes. Mm. All right. I mean, imagine, imagine that, man. Imagine the things that we're trying to do in life, right? We're moving towards it, right? But imagine having that kind of resilience, right? That's 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 incredible, right? Like early, early, like late 1800s, early 1900s, that is incredible, right? And so then I started learning more about um, how uh, for uh, Du Bois had, you know, they, him and Booker T clashed, Du Bois and Marcus Garvey clashed. And so started thinking, I started learning more about those theories. And I'm a kind of person that I love to debate, right? Mm-hmm. I can, you know, I I can be for something, I can debate against it. I can do devil's advocate. It doesn't matter, right? I just like to have those kind of conversations and, you know, fill people, people out. Um, and so I have two children. And so I thought to myself, I was like, man, I can't wait until my kids are old enough. And we can have these conversations and they can learn about these people and I can test their knowledge. I can test their wit. Right. And it was at that moment. <laughs> it's at that moment, Greg. Mm-hmm. That's what I said, man. Why can't I do that right now? Mm. Mm. I, st- I can't, yes, yes, yes. Why can't I create a space where I can start teaching them that stuff right now? And when I did the research, that's when I, I just, you know, that whole thing about the black um, you know, the books that are out there now, we, we found so many voids 
and we're feeling it and, and everybody loves it, man. man everybody loves it. That is powerful. And I just want to stop right there because that question should resonate with everybody. Whatever you're doing, stop what you're doing unless you're driving. Why am I not doing this now? Like, seriously, like, think about it. Think about your dreams. Think about what you're working on. Thinking about what you're thinking somebody else should do. That question should ring in the top of your head when you when, it, when he said it. Why am I not doing this now? And we have so many people that sitting on the sidelines on ideas that they should already be doing, sitting on the sidelines. And I think, and to kind of make the to make it full circle, I was watching this film the other day, not this film, this YouTube interview with Will Smith, and he was talking, I think he was doing a press run for his last movie, which I enjoyed, some people didn't, his last movie. And he was talking about a parachute company. He was talking about uh, jumping out of a plane. And he was like, in his analogy, building it up, because you know he's an actor, he's just he's selling the story, he's selling the story. And he said, a lot of times when we talk about fear, fear is really just doing the stuff we, we a lot of people fear doing stuff that we really want to do. It's not like we're fearing like crazy stuff we don't. It's just like, okay, a girl walks by. We fear, hey, I should say something. And then our mind tells us, no, you should not say something. She may reject you. She may not give her your number. She may not like you. She may look at your brown loafers and be like, I don't like brown. Like our mind makes up these crazy, crazy things that are reasons why not. And then we end up not asking that girl out. And we don't know what that girl could be a wife. We don't know what can go on. That's just a simple situation that we deal with on a day-to-day basis. But let's go back into this melanin origins in your story. Let's... When you first thought about the idea, when you first said, yo, I want to debate my kids, I want to grow up, and I want to be the person that helps them understand their history, two questions. One, why do you think it's important to, for, for us in general, not just kids, but us as adults to know our history? And two, what once you said, okay, I'm going to do it, what was the first obstacle you hit while hitting Melanin, while making Melanin Origins? Okay, good, good, good. Uh, man, you know, so... I went to this college called Pensacola Christian College. It's it's in it's in Florida, uh, and um, oh man, it's it's a conservative Christian school, and I I was uh you know possibly ten percent black people there. You know what I mean? And um, I didn't I wasn't too studious in high school, and I went to to that college. I got saved, and you know I just started, you know I was just pretty much going through the motions, mm-hmm. and I remember one thing that I used to always tell myself is that, and I, I can't just say it's because of the environment that, that I was around, but I'll just say it a- anyway. I used to always tell myself that, you know, uh, we as black people cannot use slavery as a uh, as an excuse. Like, I'm tired of hearing about slavery. I don't want to hear about slavery. We can't use that as for, for, for anything, right? And so that's the thought that I had. Now, I don't have that thought now. Okay. Right, but that's I, I mean, that's how I was like, debated, but I was like, oh, because I know our viewers, if they was like, if you could hit the button, like, dial in, dial in, they like, uh-uh, no, he did not. No, he didn't. No, hey, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and then Louie about to have. I had this. But, <laughs> but think about it, man. Think about how deceived a Ben Carson or or, or miniature Ben Carsons might mm. be all throughout the, 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 mm. the U.S. They have that same thought, man. But you know what? It wasn't until I opened the book, right, and I, I read uh, Hill Harper's the conversation and he broke that down he he took relationships and took that back to slavery and i said wow oh my god i was like my, my mind was blown 
He said, since slavery, the male has been driven from the house, right? Mm -hmm. the, uh, 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 the male has been sold. The black male would be beat. The black male uh, would have his woman raped in front of him, and he couldn't do anything or else he's going to be killed. And then moving on into uh, 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 Jim Crow, then moving on into mass incarceration, we talk about social welfare, we talk about generations and generations of, you know, women can have as many children as they want by as many men as, as, as that they want and, and receive all kind of government assistance. But if they become married, then all that goes away. Mm -hmm. All of the societal fact. So, so I say all that to say, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's history right there, man. That's history. And we can walk around through life so dumb and so ignorant and so blind, not knowing that, we're repeating the past and that no one in our history can make us stronger and provide for ourselves a, a greater self value. And um, so, so me personally, as an adult learning about Booker T, Du Bois, Marcus Garvey, man, Marcus Garvey. Oh my God. He said, look, not, not, not all of you uh, blacks should just up and go to Africa. Cause if we, we know some of y'all don't want to, and some of y'all, uh, you know, will be unproductive. But throughout this life, throughout the ages, we have been building and building for someone else's economy. Why can't the intelligent among us, why can't the strong among us go back and create a free Africa, right? I mean, ju just the thought that somebody had that and created his own uh, 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 newspaper that went across the country, that created the Black Star a uh, 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 ship, right? To, <laughs> that transported goods mm -hmm. across the world that influenced the Ghanaian flag and, and a soccer team. I mean, just knowing that, if you don't know your history, I mean, you're just bound to repeat it. And our history has not been all, all that good. So it's very important, man, for adults to have that, let alone children. Man, children, right now, you turn on the radio, you hear all kinds of derogatory things from our own people. You turn on the TV, you see all kinds of derogatory things like, you know, uh, people who look like us getting gunned down in the street. You know what I mean? And so all around is nothing but negativity against a black male, a black woman. I didn't want to get into Real Housewives, that type of stuff. You know what I mean? Every time you turn around. And so we have to we have to show them that, look. Even though you might see these things, you can open a book and I can clearly show you awesome, outstanding black individuals who did great things. And as they open that book, they can also see you can do those exact same great things. And these are some steps that you can take along the way, like obeying your parents, doing good in school, you know, having a heart to care, even though others well, we don't even get into uh, hate. Right. Because we, we, we talk about anything negative. Right. We just promote love, man. We promote love like amongst all amongst all. So, you know, we our children can greatly benefit from our material. And so can any other child of any other race or creed, culture, background. They can benefit because they can look into and they can learn even more about uh, great black individuals who existed and did great things. Mm, and I think. That's when you just said it, something awoke in my mind, right? So, you know, when we do slavery and we talk about slavery in school for, for young, especially young children, 
not only, and I think you, you said, and I was like, wow, I just thought about that. Not only are black people and black kids, black and brown kids listening to that, but also the white kids, right? Mm-hmm. So when they're listening to it, they're automatically identifying with, hold up, you mean my classmate is, he used to, we used to own him. We used to like, they used to do that. So that, not to say those seeds plant whatever, but just having that is thought and plus they never, they never get to see us glowed up when we're young, but we get to see a young Benjamin Franklin. We get to see a young, um, all these other young, uh, white people. And plus they see it with their own eyes and their families and whatnot. So just the mindset of seeing like a young Marcus Garvey, a young, and I do, I definitely want to talk about, we're going to talk about it later in the podcast as far as other other visionaries that aren't like mainstream but even seeing like a young malcolm x like all all i know of is the old malcolm x so see a young malcolm x what shaped him what molded him i think that would go a long way into to us having a little bit more hope and a little bit more excitement when we think about um our past because although history we we have overcame so much we have endured so much but you cannot tell me the last hundred years because as a black people we are a joyous we are a, a, a joyous people we are a story filled people we are people that laugh and make light of our plight so you can't say mm. there wasn't happiness and hope in those camps happiness and hope in Malcolm X's life there wasn't happiness and hope in 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 in, in uh Martin Luther King's life there wasn't happiness and hope in so many people that sacrificed for us so having them Seeing that, that that happy light, I think, is way way more powerful. And because I just, I mean, I'm 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 looking in my head. I'm like, yo, I remember walking through Barnes and Nobles the other day, and it just, if you look at any any old any old person, it's just, man, we look tired, we look sad, we look depressed. Mm. And even though they did a lot for the culture, it's like, man. And if you're a kid looking at it, like, yo, so I definitely that's important. <laughs> the second thing though, let's get to. For because I know we have a lot of we have authors on that the listen to this. We have people that are starting the new business, people that are changing jobs and getting increased on their workload. So talk about your what was the first thing that happened once you said in your mind, "Yo, Melanin Origins, we're gonna do it." What was the first step that you took, and then what was the first um what do I call? It? I want to say negative. What's the first thing that happened? Like, yo, what the f am I to do now? <laughs> okay, good, 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 good. Okay, great. Okay, so the so the thought came to my mind in October of 2015, mm-hmm. and so the very first thing that I, because I've worked in business before, uh, the very first thing that I decided to do was do the research. I want to see, okay, what is out there. So let's just say, do the research. Okay, I did the research. I looked around. I went in bookstores, went in libraries, searched online, Google, all that good stuff. And I looked at what's out there. I took pictures, screenshots, you know, and then I, I literally seen, that, OK, this information that we're trying to do is not out there, not the way we want to do it. And it's not for the kids who we want to uh, 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 target. OK, so the first thing that I did was that. Um, uh, so then. I did the full business plan between October and December. I did the whole business plan and I knew what steps I was going to take as soon as January 1 came. So, you know, for tax purposes, you know, so uh, in, in, in January, we went ahead and we, we created the business. And I, yeah, I went ahead and got it established. Um, I live in Arlington, Texas, but we knew that Delaware would be the best the best place to uh, to uh, get it started. So we, we went ahead and got that started. Um, Let's see. And by then, you know, through doing the business plan, setting our goals, um, uh, knowing, uh, you know, figuring out the process, we had 
every everything pretty much in line as far as um, what it takes to publish a book, um, which illustrator we wanted to use. And then we we just worked it. So between January and uh, April, then we went ahead and launched um, our well, we released our, our first book on April 15th. And that's Brick by Brick, <laughs> Brick by Brick, a snippet of the life of Booker T. Washington. Um, um, later on in, in November, we launched Power in My Pen, a snippet of the life of Ida B. Wells. And then just this past March, we we released Breaking the Sickle. Oh, let me. OK, I'm going to tell you about Breaking Breaking the Sickle, a snippet of the life of Dr. Yvette Faye Francis McBarnett. It's a long name. She's an incredible woman, and most people do not know about her. Mm-hmm. Okay, breaking the sickle is a play on words for breaking the cycle, and it's talking about breaking the cycle of sickle cell disease. Sickle cell disease mm-hmm. is something that, that disproportionately affects uh, people of African descent, right? And um, before Dr. Francis, um, it, was pre- it, was co- it was considered as a children's disease, right? So uh, most kids did not most people did not even make it out of their teenage years. Uh, Dr. Francis was the second African-American female admitted to Yale University. You know, she worked hard. She studied hard. She had a passion for her people. And um, she 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 created the way um, for people with who are impacted by sickle cell disease to enjoy a longer quality of life. So now they live to be as old as us, you know, so she, she implemented the usage of, of, uh, the, of antibiotics and president Nixon caught wind of that. And then he put her on an advisory, a national advisory board, which created legislature for, uh, uh, clinics, uh, nationwide. So, so, um, that, she is an outstanding melanin origin. Now that ties into our first, um, I would say roadblock. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> our first yeah, roadblock. I, li- I like that. I like the roadblock. <laughs> I like the roadblock. <laughs> Talk yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, man. Because uh, man, it, it, this this has been something so serious. Okay, <laughs> all right. So so you know what? What's ironic is that we actually do we we try to write about lesser known historical figures. Mm-hmm. So Booker T is not really lesser known, but, but uh, Ida B. Wells arguably is as far as, you know, um, I mean, because I didn't know about her. She's not really taught in schools. So, you know, but but Martin Luther King, Ma- Ma- Malcolm X is, right? So, um, but Dr., we'll call her Dr. Francis because she went by Dr. Francis. Um, Dr. Francis, she's definitely lesser known um, she actually passed away last year in 2016. Mm-hmm. May God rest her soul. She's a, she's a beautiful spirit. Um, she passed away last year. But everyone else that we planned on writing about um, passed away way long time ago, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that was pretty much how we planned on doing it. You know, we want to stick with this era. We chose to write about Dr. Francis because I I, I connect with a whole bunch of people online. And this mother had reached out to me on Instagram and she lives in Florida. And she, she, she told me, uh, she, she says, Hey, look, I have three daughters. They all have sickle cell disease. Um, one of my daughters, uh, she's a, she's a, she's a pastry chef and she, she, uh, she bakes these wonderful cakes and, um, People who are impacted with sickle cell disease, you know, they have to watch what they eat, but sometimes they don't, you know, and so that can cause them to get sick and get placed 
in the hospital. My daughter makes food for them so that they can, you know, taste good food without being sick. And, uh, you know, most of the proceeds that that she gets from that, she also uh, like like this, this girl's 12. Well, she was 12 years old. She's probably 13 now. But last year she 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 got 80 backpacks for back to school you know, for, for sick children that are in the hospital. So man, that, that touched my heart so much. Like you read my bio and you read some of the things that I've done in the past. Like I I have a heart to care for people. And so that, that touched my heart so much. And, um, so the, the mother asked me, she said, um, she said she wants to write a, 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 a fictional book. Can you help us? And so I had to, you know, respect the brand. And I I said, ma'am, um, at this point, we actually only write about historical pioneers. But I tell you what, if you can give me a historical pioneer and treat in sickle cell, then we can work together. Mm-hmm. Right. I even told her, like, you know, like your daughter will get her royalty. We'll even give an additional 25 percent to uh, to the charity that her daughter has. Mm-hmm. You know, and so. um she really didn't know what to do, so I looked up some information. That's how I found Dr. Francis, and I said, "Look, this person would be perfect." Mm-hmm. And uh, so a few months went by. You know that really didn't pan out. Um, that really didn't didn't pan out. Uh, but we were still persuaded that we're going to move forward with this book because mm-hmm. this disproportionately affects our people, and we have an opportunity to do something great to help them out. Um, so. To make a long story short, man, the roadblock really comes in to, to the fact that Dr. Francis, um, you know, she, she passed away last year. So there's something called right to publicity. You familiar mm-hmm. with that? No, I'm not. OK, well, good, good. Thank you, because I wasn't too familiar with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wasn't <laughs> I was not too familiar with it, man. At the time, I wasn't too familiar with it. Um, but I've, I'm well versed in it now mm-hmm. because um, whenever uh, I, I I had reached out to uh, to the the family about um, you know getting more information about Dr. Francis, so they would know what we're doing and so on and so forth. And uh, they respectfully told me, "Hey, look, we're actually in negotiations with other people about stories, so you know um, we're going to work with them to avoid any conflict of events of." interest we won't be working with you mm-hmm. so i was like okay great that's that that's cool i respect that you know um if you change your mind you know once this is released please let us know uh didn't get a response so we moved forward we we, we partnered with uh sickle cell disease association of of north texas we said look 25 percent of all the proceeds from this book will we will give it to you guys you guys do uh, research to find a cure. You guys assist needy families with financial assistance and provide these services. We'll give you 25%. You know, we'll volunteer. We just want to be involved in this. Like this is our charity of choice now. Um, we, <laughs> we put out a press release. And then as soon as we put out this press release, good things and bad things started happening. Okay. I mean, take us there, uh, take us there, take us there. <laughs> I got, uh, uh, this one publishing company. Um, they, they, uh, have di- distribution with hospitals. And so they want to put us, connect us so we can get distribution to over a hundred hospitals with this book. So I was like, Oh man, that's great. That's awesome. You know? Uh, but then also, um, certain people from 
Dr. Francis family started, you know, um, saying <laughs> they pretty much said that this book is unauthorized by the family mm-hmm. on on social media. And and uh, we were, you know, setting up to go van at different places, you know, and they even contacted those people as well. And so uh, so <laughs> it's just like, whoa, what's that's going a major. On yeah, that's that's. Uh, yeah. Whoa. Major, man. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I wrote this book. You know, you know, whenever we're young, we all say that we could rap. Right. Mm-hmm. Then I've done gospel rap. Then I've wrote alternative songs. I play guitar. And uh, then, you know, I've been doing poetry and all kinds of creative writing for over 15 years. This is the, the, the best product. Like this one book is the best thing I've ever done, man. Mm-hmm. And and to get that kind of response, I was I was blown away. I was blown away. And, and uh, but, you know, certain people from the family were um, encouraging, but certain others weren't. And um, I, I mean, I'm telling you, I had to fly across the country, meet people, talk with people like w- within the family. I mean, I had to jump through so many leaps and bounds. Um, we we got it settled, you know, to where, you know, we we, we got it all worked out. But that was the most stressful <laughs> and I've been through a lot of things, man. That was a very, very stressful time in my life, man. Um, you know, just just whenever you have goals and then whatever, something, someone, some entity stands in your way and you know that your desires and intentions are pure. That's the main thing right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know that your desires and intentions are pure and then you have obstruction for absolutely no reason. Um, so that that was a roadblock, but I try my best to be humble. I try my best to let people know and understand exactly who I am. And uh, you know, it, it was it was it was pretty good too because I, I just got to learn more about the process. And after going through that, I'm telling you, we're not writing about anybody else unless they they passed away over 50 years ago. So that's because that's how the process works. They have to pass. <laughs> okay, I got you. I got you. So quick question for our audience, because, I mean, there's a lot to unpack from that situation. I think at face value, that story, is, is it, it resonates. But for our audience out there that are encountering their obstacles, they have a great plan. They, they've shown success and they put stuff in the atmosphere. Maybe it's not a book. Maybe it's a song. Maybe it's not a song. Maybe it's a product. Maybe it's not a product. Maybe it's a job application. They, they get the job and they get their first big obstacle. I'm not talking about the small, small ones, but the big, like this could be career crippling because me, I don't know what I would have done if somebody, a family member, it's different than somebody on social media, but a family member like, yo, stop. I probably would have been like, all right, good. I would have scrapped the project. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't have that kind of strength. I would have been like, oh man, woo. If I saw someone on social media, like, yo, at me, especially if they added me, they at the boy, I would have been like, oh, I don't know what I would have done. So take it like, first of all, from, 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 from that vantage point. If you're talking to somebody right now that has something that could be world changing or to at least change their life monetarily, help people and they get a big obstacle, what would you tell them going from what you learned from that situation? Oh, okay. Two things. First, know your stuff. Secondly, be humble. All right. Know your stuff. Be humble. To be honest, uh, like I said, when I was getting ready to start the company, I did my research. So I knew about the laws uh, regarding that for the state of Delaware. But whenever the situation happened, it was like almost two years later for me uh, being fre- uh, refreshing myself with that knowledge. 
right? And um, the family actually um, was quoting um, a Texas code to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew that I had set up in Delaware and they were living in a different state. Um, so I, I, I then consulted with, you know, lawyers in Delaware and I, you know, looked more into some information. And to, to be honest, I knew that I could continue regardless. You know what I mean? I could continue with my plans regardless. If I wanted to be foul or if I wanted to have good intentions, I knew that I was in the clear mm-hmm. to do what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, because of, you know, really whenever someone passes away, there's no invasion of privacy on that person. There's no defamation because, you know, a a deceased person cannot sue you, obviously, and then their family members cannot sue you. So I knew what I could and I could not do. So know your stuff. But secondly, be humble. Even though I knew that I could do that, I did not want to disrespect them or step over them in that way. So I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, I reached out to every single one, tried to find, see who I could find mercy from. I befriended uh, Dr. Francis's husband, you know what I mean? Went there to visit him. He's a great, awesome, excellent man. You know, he's, 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 he's an outstanding person. He's actually what I call my melanin origin, you, you know, because he's, he's my hero. He's, he's my person who, who, who like, what he did with his life is what I want to do with my life. Married a beautiful woman who, who's, who's outstanding, had, you know, six wonderful children. All of them went to Ivy League schools and are doing very well. Wow. You know, I mean, yes, like uh, uh, he he himself was working in uh, uh, New York. Uh, I want to say Youth Authority, where pretty much he he would approach uh, uh gang members and try to get them involved in positive aspects. So that that that's what I based my life off in criminal justice and in a juvenile justice. So I love him. Like I, I love that guy. He's an awesome guy. And he's really the one who made it made everything so much smoother and gave me all the consolation. But um but so know your stuff and be humble. Right. You know, business is business and some people see it just as that, you know, and but also you have to be unique. You have to be genuine, right? Like not every peop- not everyone is like me, and not everyone you know knows how to hold their tongue or you know uh, abase themselves. But you know what? You got to do not just for the situation, right? But you have to show that you are a unique, kind person and let your true spirit out. And when you do that, the universe bends itself to your will. I listened to one of your your, your partners from from Howard. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it was Howard. I can't remember what episode it was, but he had a quote that was similar to, to that. Like it was from The Alchemist. Oh, you know, yeah, but, yeah. Oh, Rob Boyd, Rob Boyd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was from the South Side of Chicago, huh? Oh, no, nah, nah, that was uh, Justin Schaefer. He went to Hampton. Yeah, yeah, Hampton. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Okay, yes. So, so, so be unique to who you are. Respect the laws of the universe. Be humble in the situation. The universe will bend itself its way uh, to your will. Yeah, now nah, you hit it on the head. Any obstacle, if you approach it with humility, and as and if you're wrong, say you're wrong. But whatever you do, if you approach it in the right aspect with in a, with a good space, I mean, it has no choice but to bend to your will. But when you try to point it from with anger, with an mm-hmm. attitude, with a sense of entitlement, like somebody, then of course there's going to be friction, and then the other person can retaliate, and it can just be a whole different story, so I love that advice about attacking it with a humble spirit, whatever obstacle it is, um, and then seeing 
first and foremost, seeing what way is around it. I've seen a lot of people is like, okay, obstacle hits, and it's like, okay. And they go one way and they stop. It's like, okay, if a million dollars, if you entered into a house and you knew there was a thousand doors and one of those doors held a million dollars, I guarantee you wouldn't go <laughs> and open one door and be like, all right, nope, it's not in there, and then go. I guarantee right, right. if if you a thousand doors are in there, there's a million dollars in one of them, I guarantee you are gonna exhaust all your energy, all your might, all your consciousness to open every single door. But and I think I've heard it on a a podcast by E.T. and E.J. It's like, yo, guys, a lot of times people are searching for their dream, searching for something that could change the world. They don't realize, okay, your goal, regardless, the way society works, unless God says, and I believe in God, unless God says, yo, you're dead. What if if your dream is always going to be at the end of hard work, right? It's always going to, you know, there's nobody that's going to work hard with purity and is not going to reach that, that, that end. The problem is a lot of people really don't truly believe in the end. Mm, because mm, if they mm. really did, they wouldn't stop. Mm-hmm. If you stop, yeah. you don't, it, like, it's going to happen. But you just got to keep opening those doors until you get to the thousands one. But certain people, when they get to the 15th, they like, no. When they get to the hundreds, they're like, no, I don't want to open no more. You never really believed in. I don't know I don't know what you really believed in. So I just challenge y'all just to really, when you think about it, Jose, I really believe it's going to happen. Like, I know we're, we're, we're about to transition real quick. We're going to talk about anime, and then we're going to talk about your story and your life. But I know you see in your head, this being a platform that's changing educational systems all across the world. And it's changing oh, yeah. that. You see that and you're I, and, and from the energy I'm receiving right now, you're not gonna stop until that happens. Like until you die, <laughs> you're not gonna stop. Because you believe yeah. it, you see it. And, you, and, and and there's so many people out here that say they want to do certain stuff, but they stop. And I'm like, yo, challenge yourself right now, today, whatever you're saying. I don't care. Go, go, go to a mirror, pause this podcast, go to a mirror and ask yourself, do you really believe you're gonna do it? And if not, go pick another craft. It's okay, just admit it. Just admit it. Just admit I'm not that deep. I don't I I'm not that committed to my dreams. I'm not that committed to above average life. Just say it. I'd rather people walk around knowing and establishing and saying that rather than living a lie and then acting mad. Because if you say it, then you're cool with average and that's that's fine. But ah, too many friends out here that I'm like, yo, this let's live it. Let's live it. Let's live it. Let's become a melon origin. I really want to say, how'd you even get that name, first of all? Like where that come from? <laughs> it sounded deep when you said this guy is a melanin origin. And I was like, hold up, there's something to that, man. It's like, what, what does that name come from? Hey, man, you know, I mean, first, I mean, to be honest, you know, melanin uh, over the past few years has been a, a real buzzword, man. <laughs> you know, you know, most 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 black people think that we're the only ones with melanin. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, they think we're the Bruh. only ones, but so it's, 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 been, it's been it's been a buzzword. So we did want to capitalize on that, and then origins, you know, that that has the uh, the historical aspect to it, right? You know, the first to do this, the first to do that, you know. Um, so so now, like we say, what's your mo? You know, like for like, what's your modus operandi? What's your method of operation for doing the things that you want to do in life, right? And then what's your mo? Who's who's the person that that you can look to from the past that also inspires you to move forward, man. So, so that's, that's, that's where it comes from. That's where it, it comes from, man. It's, 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 it's talking about the history of people of cover of, of a color, you know, 
showing the great works that they have achieved and how, how awesome we are. I can't imagine. Like, it just, the reason why I'm excited right now, you're like, oh, gee, why are you so excited? This is a book of children's book. Like, yo, let, let's imagine everybody. Let's imagine a library full, specifically in um, elementary and middle schools that predominantly serve people of color, uh, more Latino, that, and they have in sections, sports section, they have a medicine section, they have a agriculture section, they have a technology section filled with people that look like them that are young and, and their stories. Mm. Just imagine that. Because why do you think so many people, and I know some of the majority of y'all know this is old, but why do people, so many people want to be Instagram models, want to be basketball players, football players, and whatnot? Because they're the only people that get stories written on them outside of a couple mm-hmm. others. So, and, and if we want to t- 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 tell, send somebody to a medical field, we just say, oh, look at Ben Carson's biography. I mean, I respect Ben Carson. I read his, I, I read Gift of Hands as a great biography, but I'm not, I don't just want to send my, my child to Ben Carson. Like, there's other people. So I think that's so <laughs> huge to have other melanin origins. So everybody, imagine a world where everybody, whatever their dream, especially a kid, that they can look in a book and see, yo, they can identify with it. In any yeah. career, and because we, because we, we're great people, we're in every lane. And imagine how, imagine this for Hispanic culture and other cultures that are marginalized in our American context. Like this is huge, man. Like, um, oh, yeah. I don't even want to. Sometimes I'm like, man, I shouldn't even release it because I, I, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of competitors. Everybody I'm like, oh, I'm into that space. I'm into that space. I'm into that space. So I'm like, I don't want to put this in the atmosphere and be like, oh, I can do that. But I know you here first. You're gonna execute. <laughs> we gonna get here to go, man. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, you know what? So that's that's perfect that you said that man I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and move into like some other aspects of the company too man because um because uh our first series will be seven books and that'll be specifically on african-american pioneers mm-hmm. and then series two series two will, will, will join um historical pioneers throughout the world so from latin america uh asia you know africa and these people don't are not necessarily going to be black you know what i mean and and, and 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 of course, uh, I mean, we're even going to go to a very marginalized people, which is Ireland. You know what I mean? So we're even uh, tapping there, you know. Um, and then after that, it's just going to be more books. Maybe they'll have different themes, but we're just going to continue to highlight to to highlight historical pioneers, you know, um, uh, throughout 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 the world. So let me look at my list here. So so that's what we're doing with our series. Okay. We also have curriculum. So each book that we put out um, has a curriculum that goes with it, which we are actually here's a good, uh, awesome, outstanding information. We have some teachers in uh, South Carolina who who's who's conducting field research. Field research. They're taking our books, they're taking our curriculums, and they're putting it in the classroom, and they're showing the children's responses to that. Right. So pretty soon we can go to uh, local, state, and federal government education agencies and approach them with that. All right. We, we have um, project management for, for, for the company to where um, if some, anyone wants their book done, um, we can get it done for them for $3,000. And if you refer someone, you can get $100,000. Uh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you get $100 if you, if you refer someone and, uh, you know, they, uh, yeah. They give us their initial deposit. Um, see, we just launched uh, what's called Cool Jeans Reading Program, which uh, <laughs> we're going to have, you know, bounce house, face painting, all that good stuff 
free food. We're going to donate books. We're going to read our books to the kids, do conduct workshops with them, and then also give them some motivational messages. Um, that, that, that's called our Cool Jeans Reading Program. Um, and Jeans is G-E-N-E-S. All right. And then we also have our cartoon show, which is mm. called Cool Jeans. All right. Cool Jeans. Uh, so you've heard people say cool beans. And we say, yeah, that's, that's cool genes. You just did that. That's cool genes. You were born with the genetics to do great things. And people recognize that in you. They say, ah, oh, cool genes, cool genes. So that's, that's, that, that's the name of our, our, our cartoon show. Now I sent you uh, the bio and I also sent you the song. You're probably like, what is this? If you have an opportunity to play that, it's only 42 seconds. Man, I'm telling you, we just created the theme song. That's, that's the matter of fact, song. matter of fact, audience, Minority Trouble is a nation. We're about to make an exclusive right here. So tune in, Cool Jeans, Cool Jeans, uh, wherever you at. Stop the call. Pull up, pull up, pull up. what bruh like where'd you where'd you get this idea from like where'd this all come from this is so random this is the first time an audio exclusive has been dropped on the mind of the trailblazer podcast man like what what in the world bro what is that that's that's dope man hey man listen listen man look what i'm serious about this man I, i'm serious about my creation i i took time like i say i played the guitar i so i i created the melody i wrote the words and you know what i mean i just got in my 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 quiet space and i thought man what do i want to deliver to these kids you know what i mean when you hit a home run out the ballpark that's cool jeans great job we're ce- we're celebrating it right and when you make an a plus on your schoolwork, it's cool jeans so now we're celebrating that too you know we tell them just like the sun the moon the stars and in the galaxy right just as creation just came to be you have the power to create your own reality too man that's the thread that we are using that 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 we're delivering to these kids. And you know what? The main characters, right, are Melanin Origins. They're Booker T. Washington, Ida B. Wells. You know, we, we have uh, Maria Orosa from the Philippines. We have Michael Collins from Ireland, Benjamin Banneker, Tuskegee Airmen. Like, we, 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 have, we have our leaders and leaders from th- throughout the world, right, tell, telling their story and encouraging kids, teaching STEM, reading, counting, soft skills, all of that good stuff, man. This concept has not been seen, brother. It has not been seen. And Until we're, now, we're, now the whole world about to be like LinkedIn, my Twit fam, everybody that I know <laughs> they about to share with a couple of their friends. Now everybody knows. So get ready. Hope Keep the momentum rocking because there's, there's always people on the outstretch, man. So um, I don't want to gloss over major major aspects of of the development of the series and whatnot, but I want to leave that tease out there because I think we've said enough on that, man. We got that, but it wouldn't be remiss before we get to our culture change rapid fire round. I want to talk about your backstory because I think it's very unique. You're a single father, and 
Um, so if you could just take us to kind of like where you from, your upbringing, um, what kind of molded and shaped you to have the have the the confidence. Because, like I said, you are a criminal justice major from an unaccredited institution. Society would tell you, be happy with your job, raise your children, <laughs> and let the Ivy League scholars do the work. Mm-hmm. Let the people that have been studying English forever do the work. Let the people that are in those space do the work. And something within inside of you said, no, I have I have confidence in my abilities and to the people that's in my life, my team, the people that have instilled certain things within me, and I can still do that and I can change the world. And I know there's people out there that it's still, because I mean, we, we, we praise these Ivy League grads. We praise these people that have these genius minds and from, 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 from when they were born to then we affirm them. But there's certain people that listen to this show that, that go through life and they have, they're doing good stuff, but they're limiting their own expectations. I talk to it. About this two podcasts ago with my boy, Dr. Steven Alsop. But what molded you and gave you the confidence growing up to to have this attitude like, yo, I can do this. And then also too, please share with the audience, man, what it's like raising raising two kids in an empire uh, being a single father, man. Okay. 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 Great. Great. Man. Uh, so, so I, uh, let's see. So from from Arlington, Texas, man. Uh, I have uh, two sisters. I have three stepbrothers who came to live with me when I was, uh, you know, when I was in fifth grade. So, so um, I pretty much grew. Uh, I I did not grow up with a lot of self confidence. All right. So so my parents are from Liberia, and you know, <laughs> if you know any any Africans gr- growing up, man, you know the the the, the young kids they're they're really mean, man. They just make fun of you anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but 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 either way, um, so so because uh for a time I was, you know, didn't have so much self-confidence, whenever I got to when I was in ninth grade, I started trying to grab I started gravitating towards negative things. So I was in cliques or gangs and you know, started getting involved in, you know, fighting and doing all this negative stuff where I didn't even know anything of of my uh, potential, but you know what? The interesting thing about that, when I look back, is um, when I was in fourth grade, uh, they put me in an honors class. But when I got in fifth grade, you know, uh, I, I felt like well, uh, I started feeling that the people that I was in the honors class with, you know, they were smart and they were what we would call nerds then. And then my other friends were, you know, trying to draw me back. So I persuaded my 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 mom that that I really didn't know what what I was doing, you know, being it being in honors and that I needed to to go back. But anyway, fast fast forward, I was involved in a whole bunch of ne- negative things. Uh especially in in high school. I was always in in school suspension, went to alternative school and all that good stuff. Um but you know what's my my very first mentor, his name is Craig Cole. He uh played for the AFL. He had hurt his knee and he came to the school and he was my teacher in in school suspension. <laughs> he was, man, he was my guy, man. And, uh, man, he, he planted so many seeds in me, man. Like the first time we met, I actually tried to try to fight him, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, uh, but he saw right through that, man. And he loved me for who I was. He saw me for who, who I was. And, you know, we de- developed a very close bond, man. Like, there was a time when I even ran away from, from, from the house. Craig Cole, you know, helped me find my way back. Like, he's, uh, 
you know, I owe a whole lot of things to him. So even though he was so great, I still didn't see what I needed to see at that time. It wasn't until uh, I went to Pensacola Christian College because, um, uh, you know, I I was a troubled youth, right? So my mom wanted me to go get my mind right. Mm -hmm. So went there after like three weeks, you know, I got saved. Um, let's see, it's, 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 it's interesting because after a while, the people that I started hanging out with there, they all were pretty much pretty strong Christians, man. They were preaching. And then after a while I started preaching, I started, uh, doing Christian service, going to the streets and, you know, you know, witnessing about Jesus Christ in the streets and all this stuff, man. I started like, I had made a total life. You was change. in deep. Yeah, baby, man. I was, <laughs> you was, <laughs> I was, you was in deep, bro. You was on the corners, bro. You was hey, on the corners. All the way. So, so, um, that, that lasted for a season, you know, cause I would go home and then, you know, I would fall back and I'll feel guilty when I went back to school. Then I would get back. Right. And it just kept going back and forth, man. But whenever I found out what I wanted to do, uh, which was to change, help change young people that were like me. Right. When I found that, that out that's when i just decided that look you know i might not be the best christian but w- what i can do is help these people and give them the messages that I-, I have and i can be a man you know what i mean so so that's what i devoted my life to i started volunteering with juvenile justice and and uh, in uh, florida i ended up getting hired there uh and uh, the uh, juvenile detention center eventually i moved back home to texas i worked in fort worth and, well, I worked in Dallas County and, and in Tarrant County, which is Fort Worth. And man, I'm talking about th- those are some of the those are the greatest times of my life, man. Period. Like those are some of the greatest times of my life, man. Whenever you see kids coming in, man, where their dad is in prison, the mom is on drugs. You know what I mean? When they're being raised by their grandmother. When you see a 13 year old young lady who's on heroin, mm. you know what I mean. Whenever you see a, a kid whose mom has AIDS. And, you know, he's going to court. She's being pushed in a wheelchair to see him. She's throwing up. And then she ends up passing away. When you are that person to stand in the gap for those kids, man, bad brother, you about to, I'm about to get emotional, man, because that, that that's my life story, man. Like, that that's what I live my life, love doing, man, like, for real, you know, Um so, so, so there's, there's that aspect. Um, whenever I came back to, uh, and I was working in, 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 in juvenile, you know, all of my friends growing up, they went to jail, prison, you know, and so I created humane resources, uh, as, as a nonprofit to help people with, um, uh, criminal backgrounds get connected with jobs. You know, people get out of jail or prison and they go to this place, to get denied. They go for that place, they get denied. They keep getting doors shut in their face. I said, what if I created a website and gathered all these resources to where they can know where they can find success at, right? And so that's what I did. Um, and and that, that, was, that, that was amazing. I mean, doing career fairs, um, visiting the different parole and probation offices, connecting with people. People still call my phone now. And I mean, I've, I've stopped doing that like maybe three, four years ago, people still call my phone now because I'm still listed as a resource for them. Um, and so th- that's that's been cool. Um, uh, after a while of creating uh, humane resources, I went to my parents' home country for the first time, Liberia, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a lot of history there, a lot of 
of course, there, there was a 14 year civil yeah, war. Man, I, we've, like, yeah, like, yeah, because yeah, I think I learned about it. I think one of my first 10, uh, 10, 10 podcasts had my brother, Emmanuel uh, Johnson. Y'all should connect. He's a dope guy. He graduated from uh, North Carolina A&T. He was one of the first to, to have a Fulbright fellowship. And now he's getting his doctorate in robotics in, uh, at USC University. And, man, he, he shared his story about coming from Liberia. So I definitely um, and not I'm, I'm, I am aware of the atrocities that. Uh, and matter of fact, if you have not listened to our podcast, for our listeners out there that just joined the wave, go back to, I think, episode 16 or, or 15 with Emmanuel Johnson. Powerful, powerful episode. Uh, but I just wanted to throw it out there. Yeah. Which episode was that again? Let me let me look at it. Let me let me not lie to the viewers. Uh, let me see what it is. Sure. Let me see what it is. I definitely want to want want to hear that, man. That was when I um, first in the pocket. Uh, are you continue? You continue. I'm about to. I, I'll throw it out there. One. Okay. Cool. Okay. So so I went there. I learned more. I was able to see like what the people are experiencing i mean for, for those like real quick i can just say what if you've ever seen blood diamond that type of stuff started in liberia mm. right they were they were they were chopping off people's arms and legs and whenever i went there i seen those people on the side of the street begging you know what i mean i mean i seen children you know uh hustling for food for their family you know and i i, I just seen so much struggle but i also seen them because they're kids enjoying the process not even understanding you know their plight you know and um and so i came back and i created a uh, a project of humane resources and it's called liberia smile so so you know uh liberia smile you know so so what what we did was we, we uh we found out that there's a university of liberia and tuition for one year at the university of liberia is 200 dollars u.s Oh, 200? Brother, two. Where the cash app at, man? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, man. $200 US, man. And so we, we, we created that, man. And we, we had some, some success uh, with, with, with that. Uh, so then, juvenile, I got laid off. Um, I was unemployed for uh, three to four months. I had a good friend who helped me with a part time job, but, you know, that was just, you know, something. Uh, then one of my best friends said, hey, look, Geico's hiring, American Airlines is hiring, put in. Geico said no, American said yes. I'm like, great. You know, and I um, st- started off like $5 less than where I was at, mm-hmm. you know, but now I've greatly surpassed where I was even trying to go. And, you know, that's all to the glory of God. You know, uh, man, so just, just just to pause and to throw something out there, man, is that um, <laughs> we might have plans, right? But God knows what plans he has for us. You know what I mean? And so I've like I was really thinking juvenile was my thing. Like like, like I said, I get so emotional. Like, you know, um, I, I wanted to be a facility administrator so I can implement uh, programs and, and oversee the projects that we bring to influence these kids. You know what I mean? God said he had some different plans. He took me to corporate America. And now I'm in cor- corporate America, created Melanin Origins, and now I can see that he gave me so many skills. He gave me so many skills, so many talents, and now I'm bringing it back through Melanin Origins, man. I'm, I'm bringing all of that 
what I've had stored up, like corporate America is not my desire at all. Like Melanin Origins, that's where it is. My heart for the kids and impact and change, that's exactly what where it is. And I already see what, what God is doing and I'm I'm just hey, I'm just loving it now, man. I'm just loving everything. That's that's pretty much my story in a nutshell. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love yeah. it. But um, um, because we're about to hit, we're about to hit the, our conclusion. But I did want to at least have a snippet, if you feel comfortable sharing about um being a single father. Oh yes, yes, cool, cool, cool. So, so um, I do have two children, um, and I, I have custody of my daughter. So that's that's that I have a son and a daughter. I have custody of, of my daughter. Man, that well, first, it's a great feeling, man. Is the the first great feeling is to know that your daughter is safe and secure. You know what I mean? She's safe and secure, man. Like I she she has her room, you know, I can feed her, I can bathe her, you know, I can wake up to her, you know, I can I can have the necessary influence that I wanna have over my kids' life. Man, that's great, man. That's 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 awesome. You know, um, but it is it is tough too you know, uh, trying to like, like right now, whenever we get out the phone, I'm going to go pick her up. (laughs) (laughs) He has to wait where she is. So I get done working, you know? So it's like doing the nine to five and then coming home and then doing three, four more hours of this, you know what I mean? And still having, you know, enough time to, to, to give to her and spend with her, you know, it's pretty tough, man. It's, it's also uh, tough trying to find a mate who understands that, Mm -hmm. you know, um, but but you know what? Like, I know where I'm going in life. You know, like I know where I'm going in life and I know that God is good. And like every plan that I've had, like I've either I've, e- I've either accomplished it, you know, or God has sidetracked me and said, look, I have something greater, man. Just go this way. So so it's like I'm content and I'm happy, man, like having custody of her and spending time with my son. Like, man, it's the biggest blessings, man. Like, like, like. Without them, there is no melanin origins. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Without them, there is no cool genes. Let me let me say something, man. Because I sit down and watch. I I, I won't say too much because this might give away some secrets here. But <laughs> I sit down with my kids and I I pay attention to what they watch on TV. And just by doing that, I've dissected the whole framework for creating animation, and I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Like just by doing that. So without them, I'm not even <laughs> there is no melody origins, man. But but like they've been the bl- b- biggest blessing in my life, man. It's, it's a great feeling, brother. Man, that's huge. And I can't and I can't wait till March 2018 for all my ladies that are in podcasts. And they're like, oh, man, he's doing a lot of stuff. He's a good guy. Fair man, whatever. Come to the Minority Troubles Conference. Um, I hope you're going to be there. You Hopefully you can find a mate. We're going to have some type of matchmaking uh something there uh i don't give away too much stuff or we're definitely gonna have to have that talk because i definitely think there's a conversation to be had about people that are change agents that are moving forward in their career and their craft with the urgency but where does dating fit in, dating fit into that what do how do relationships evolve after that and i think that's a conversation that we need, need to be had and um i think i have somebody that's gonna lead that discussion and it hopefully can really uh add a lot of value because you know and that's a conversation, a podcast for another day because we, we that's something some many of us never learn in life. Like I there was no um session on courting that my dad offered. There was no tutorial. There was what I saw on TV, what my peers told me, and what questions I didn't ask my parents because I was not about to 
be like that. So blah, 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 blah. that's just we didn't have that kind of relationship. So um, <laughs> and I love him to death, but we just didn't. So I, I can't wait to to dive into that. So as we conclude, man, I got five rapid fire questions and I need rapid fire answers. And then we got our culminating <laughs> question about the culture, man. You ready? Let's go, man. All right. What is the best piece of advice that you have never received? Ooh, that I've never received. Yeah, I had to throw a little link <sighs> on that thing. Rapid fire, man. <laughs> oh, man, you want some rapid fire. Okay, okay. You got to give me a second, man. The best no, piece good. of advice I've, I've never received. Uh, let's see. Um, <sighs> I, I can't say that. Uh, hold Bless on. somebody, man. Bless somebody. Hey, hey okay, okay. Uh, the best piece of advice that I never received is... Uh, be oh no, because I received that. Dang, <laughs> hold on, hold on, man. Man, let me, let me let me think about that one, man. Skip to the next one, please. All right, if you could add one habit and take away one habit, what would it be? All right, if I can add one habit, it would definitely would be um, um, dieting well because I'm trying to get this six pack. And if you, if you don't eat right, it's just not going to work, man. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> and then if I could take away one... Uh, if, if you one, can take uh, away one, yeah. Okay, if, if I could take one away, it would be uh, going, going to sleep late. I wish I could wake up early, earlier and go to sleep earlier. Mm, I like that. I like that. What is your favorite book and why? The Alchemist. The Alchemist is my favorite book because it has that theme that you were just talking about earlier never giving up never giving up knowing who you are knowing your dream and not being sidetracked by the issues of life the alchemist hands down what is your biggest fear my biggest fear is that i will uh, not have the influence that i need to have over my kids life hmm. that's personal wow if you were the president of the united states what is the first thing you would do Okay. I would focus on equity, socioeconomic development for every everyone, equity, and education, housing, criminal justice, equity. Mm, simple to the point. And before we enter our last question of the whole podcast, let's circle back. What is the best piece of advice that you never received? <laughs> best piece of advice I've never received. Uh, choose your mates wisely. Mm. <laughs> Mm, I'm going to let that sit. You probably get some shade somewhere. So I'm going to let that sit. I'm not going to jump in that thing with you. I'm, I'm, gonna let I'm th- not trying to. I'm, I'm gonna just saying, choose, choose your mates wisely. You were going well. You were going well. Now, know, now we're know, getting rolls out. We're getting shade. Room. I can't wait. Uh, season four, when I do the jump live, we can see people's comments. They get like, mm, I can hear a lot of so um Okay, okay. Let me let me throw this little thing out there. Listen, man. I'm a single father for a reason. You know, I have custody of my daughter for a reason, mm-hmm. you know, and like I said, the first thing I said about that is making sure she's in a safe and secure environment, you know, so not trying to like I could say more things, but I'm definitely not yeah. trying to do that. Not trying to down anybody, but choose your mates wisely. Nah, I got you. I got you on that. We'll leave that there, man. And um, that's real. And uh, I can I was about, I can sermonize that, but I'm not about to sermonize that. Uh, but yeah, yeah. All right. Our last question of the whole podcast. And we've we've had we, we've done with the rapid fire is I call myself the culture change agent. And now I have a new terminology as well. Uh, a melanin origin. Hopefully in 10 years when you're on your third series, I, I can be one of the people on there. Melanin origin. So I, that's 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 my goal. That's my. That, yeah, that's my lifetime goal. People are like, what, what do you want to do when you get older? What's your vision for? My trouble is what's your vision for your speaking career? What's your vision for your books? 
I'm about to be honest, yo. Outside of being the person the guy wanted me to be, I want a Melanin Origin book. That's it. Put, mm. me, on an, put mm. me on an animation. I don't need to have a whole TV show, but just let me be like, you know Simpsons where they have a character just pop in one time? Yeah. Like, just let me be a guest. I don't need a whole show. Just let me be like, oh, so half the world is going to be like, who the heck is this black dude that's like, just, just have all this random energy and I don't really know what he's really known for, but he's known. Like, <laughs> who is that guy? Um, and then I can pop out. So that's 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 my goal right now. But um, on a serious note, I call myself the culture change agent and everybody that listens to this podcast and everybody that comes on the show is a culture change agent in their own right. So if you could change one thing about society, most specifically our African-American culture, what would it be and why? Oh, man. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, let's see. What would it be? I would encourage us to love each other more. Love each other more, man. We, I mean, we're, it's, it's just proven, you know, like we're going to hurt the person who's closest to us. So why don't we focus on loving each other more. We have a stigma when it comes to ourselves. You know, not even just black business, but black in, black in the hood, black in education, you know, I mean uh I mean even from, you know, uh now I don't I want to get too too higher up, but I'm, I'm I'm just saying, if if we can learn to love each other more, then we wouldn't say the things that we say about each other. We wouldn't uh promote the things that we promote. We wouldn't down each other like we we could Look at the Asian community. Look at the Jewish community. Look at these other communities who are here in this melting pot called America. And look at how we look, look how they love each other. Look how we have look at how we are lacking. If we can love each other, right? Not make excuses for each other, build each other up, hold each other accountable, love. Man, we can we can just be a great conglomerate, man. A, as a conglomerate, we're already great individually. We can be even more powerful as a conglomerate if we can love each other. Mm. Say no more, man. Hey, my brother, this has been a phenomenal show. I appreciate <laughs> your candidness. I appreciate your energy. I appreciate seriously what you're doing for the culture, what you're going to continue to do for the culture, man. Not only for our culture, but for the world. Like this is, this is groundbreaking. And, um, I just can't wait to see in five years, man. Like, yo, I had him on the podcast. He's doing everything. So don't forget about the little people. I always tell people on the podcast, don't forget about the little people, man. All right. Hey man, thank you. This is this has been the best interview I've, I've ever done, man. I love your energy, man. And I'm, uh, hey man, I'm, I'm a true follower now, man. Thank you so much, brother. Hey, I'm just glad we got connected. So for our audience, where can we find more about your books? See them online, buy the books online, support the movement. Um, just any way we connect. And first, I, I've never said this on the show, and I want to incorporate it more. Like, if if there's any kind of support you need outside of people buying the book, like what? Is there anything out there as far as connection support that you say, throw it out there? Because we have thousands of listeners listening. So just throw it out there to see if anybody uh could. could so share with us our social media oh, yeah, platform yeah, we can yeah. reach, but also share how people can support you. And thank you. Thank you so much for asking, man. OK, so social media, we're at Melanin Origins. Uh, uh, Instagram is our biggest platform, but we're at Melanin Origins, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Our website is melaninorigins.com that's melaninorigins.com man we have relationships with all three of the major library systems uh if you if anybody goes to a library and requests out our book that library then makes a purchase you know what i mean um uh to to, to everybody who's out there in a corporate uh america you do different giveaways 
for your constituents, for your clients, and for your company, right? Why not have an educational focus? I'm asking you, please, can you make some purchases to give away when you want to give back? You work for nonprofits, the United Way, Steve Harvey Foundation. Uh, our books are here readily available to be utilized. Um, curriculum, um, uh, as far as uh, teachers, uh, we're trying to enter into the uh, educational realm. Our, our curriculum was created by uh, a, a retired superintendent. She has a doctorate in education. Okay, it's, it is certified. It has a certified stamp of approval, right? And besides that, melaninorigins.com. Let's link, let's connect. This is the wave of the future, showing the tenacity and the resilience of our leaders that are so relatable to children and they love it, right? So the same way how they're learning about Benjamin Franklin, just like you, you said, they're learning about Booker T. Washington, Ida B. Wells. Like, let's make this happen. Let's implement it in every aspect throughout the nation. Mm, say no more. Minority Trailblazer Nation, you know what to do. Make sure you reach out. Follow them on social media. Reach out if you have any resources. And man, if you love the podcast, make sure you leave a review. So as we end, I always ask us to do three things. And if you're new to this episode, here's my three things. One. Leave a review. Two, share an episode with a friend. And three, change the freaking culture. Good night. Boom.